This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 20 of the 100 days of Q&A. O-M. A-O-M. And today's show is brought to you, as always, by... AudibleTrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go there to get your free audiobook and make your brain grow, make your life grow, and be awesome. AudibleTrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And it's Check free. it out. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 episodes covering all sorts of marriage topics. Seth is a licensed marriage and family therapist, mm-hmm. so he knows some stuff about some marriage issues. And um, <laughs> check it out. Season one has a free workbook that you can get as well on our website, anatomyofmarriage.com. But we love you. We're glad you're here. And every day when we do 100 days of Q's and A's, we answer, I mean, we do four things. Mm-hmm. We do a prayer, That's a right. past gratitude, we read a review of the day, and then we answer your questions. So let's dive in. All right. You want to pray? Sure. All right. Go for it. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for all of our blessings. Help us to have an amazing day, to rock the socks off of this day. Amen. Amen. Okay. Yesterday, I'm thankful for the time that we got to spend towards the end of the evening. Mm-hmm. The kids spent the night, which was hilarious. It's like... The kids... No, We yeah. had no children here, which was funny. Um, yes, yeah, so that was relaxing and chill, so... I'm thanks. thankful. You're welcome. I'm thankful for you taking the girls on the bike ride, mm. uh, their cousin and stuff, mm-hmm. and like using my bike. It was just really cute to see yeah. you down there with them. And so, thank you. That was fun. They liked it a lot. So, um, all right. Review of the day. Review from Sam P on Facebook. I'm not married. I'm not engaged. And I'm not even dating anyone. So, anatomy of marriage shouldn't be for me, but somehow it is. Melanie and Seth are incredible, real and raw, while also being encouraging and supporting. They love each other well, and they exude through they exude that through the podcast. It's not all giggles and kisses. It's genuine love and working through conflict, putting each other first, and looking more like Christ. For me, that's invaluable. I've seen a vast history of divorce and supremely unhealthy relationships in my family, and I've determined that this won't be my outcome. Good job. 
So seeing Melanie and Seth and listening to the interviews and guests they have on the podcast is a safe space for me to see what marriage looks like done well, and it can be your safe space too. If Facebook would let me give these guys star 15 out of 5 stars, well, that would be awesome. 15 out of 5 stars. That's a pretty good ratio. Yes. So thanks, Sam. Yes. And yeah, we don't have a perfect marriage. That doesn't exist, so get that out of your brain, and you just got to try and work hard, and some days I don't want to. Okay, but thank you for the review. <laughs> we loved it. If you enjoy the show, you can also review the podcast, and we'll read it on the show. <clears throat> so I I'm wanted to go into... Here. Okay, so it's going to wave. I wanted to... Oh, and we're also live on Facebook and Instagram right now. That's who we're talking to. Um, so the question number one, it says, Biblically, many churches would say that the husband is required to be the leader of the household, but women are equally as capable of making decisions for the family. What do you do when agreement can't be reached between the two of you? Do you just drop the matter and let it go altogether? Or does one of you have the final say as to what course of action should be taken? Hmm. Heck no, techno. Okay, so I'm interested on your perspective on this. I think we, at one point in our marriage thought that that made sense and you mean the like head of the household stuff yeah and um thought that that made sense and now can i be honest without being cynical sure i don't believe that at all you're so cynical <laughs> no i believe that uh a household just like any business just like any entity or whatever mm -hmm. needs structure it needs leadership it needs it doesn't need a hierarchy it needs uh Okay, so a family. It needs leadership. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes you do that. Mm -hmm. It can literally change without the day, within the day. You know, we used to listen to churches that was like, well, the husband had the final decision and, you know, the husband had to put his foot down and we're going this way and that's it, you know, and that's just, that's stupid. It's bull crap. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be cynical, but. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's great. Can we go? It comes from a patriarchal society that does not have it all together, and I'm not interested in that anymore. So, yes. what's I your opinion? I will state it like this. So, if you were to think about a giant corporation, they usually don't have just one person that makes all the decisions. Mm -hmm. They have many people over many different areas of expertise who make these decisions. So I think it is folly to think that, especially if it comes to something like, like let's use our marriage as an example. If I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm with the kids the majority of the time and Seth comes home and he tells me how I should be with our children, whom he is with way less than I am. Mm -hmm. That's folly. That's a not wise way to do things. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I think that maybe this concept of, uh, you know, men being the head of the household, that. That can be good in its own way, but I don't think it comes. I don't think it's uh, as like black and white as right. that means. Seth makes the choices just when because, they're hard. Just because you're a male doesn't mean you have the <clears throat> I don't know inherent and innate leadership capability. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, reading that, that's what it goes off of. Oh, you're a male. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to mm -hmm. do that. It's like no, you're. That doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, so sure, I it makes answer... sense in a, in a point, but I look at it. So there's this um, modality in family therapy. It is called structural family therapy, right? And like there's chaos in families. There's, you know, craziness. There's ambiguity in families when there's no structure, when there's no lead, mm -hmm. right? That And in nowhere in that, you know, theory or whatever does it say, oh, yeah, because he's got a penis, uh, he's the leader, you know? <laughs> and that's that, it doesn't make sense, yes, right? And yeah. you're, you're like... CEO thing uh, makes a lot of sense. It's like, okay, does every company have to be led by a male? No, that's stupid. Yeah. 
And when we look at it through that lens, we go, Doug, of course no, you wouldn't think that... So so biblically, every household has to be led by a male. If you're a Christian, oh, the husband is the CEO. Well, no, there's a zillion single moms, there's a zillion single dads. It it doesn't make sense. And when I was younger, growing up, that's what I learned. And even in our own marriage, when we were young married, that's what I thought it should be this way. And it's not. That caused a lot of conflict. It caused a lot of stupid stuff. It's like... But let me give me another analogy. I have another analogy I really like. So you know how like... um, People came over to the west side of the United States. They came up rivers, you know? Yeah. Like, who is that? Lewis and Clark. Mm-hmm. Lewis and Clark, two people. Right. So they had to pull boats, like, literally against the current of a river. Mm-hmm. And, and so imagine two people pulling a raft together. They're side by side. The raft is in between them. And they're going upstream against the current, pulling it together. If if this is a biblical household, the man is supposed to be doing the majority of the work while the women just goes... I hope it turns out okay. Like, right. no, you're standing next to them. You're doing it together. You're mm-hmm. looking at the terrain. You're both looking and saying, oh, there's a rock over there that you can't see, but I can see. Let's find and mm-hmm. make find the best path together. Let's get the best solution together. Let's pull together. Like, I don't, I don't know... Um, how it got so weird within the biblical yeah. stuff. And I did see this book. I haven't read it, but I just saw it. It was something like understanding the Bible through Western eyes and mm-hmm. how it's like it's like not smart because mm-hmm. we don't have the knowledge to do that. It's so just I, looking at it from one side. Yeah, because culturally, it's not like the United States, <laughs> right? Right. And so we're interpreting something incorrectly as Westerners, and I think that's that, mm-hmm. that might be something to look at. But you said, what do you do when an argument or when an agreement can't be reached between the two of you? We sit and figure it out. We, mm-hmm. I often will make lists. Sometimes we make a whiteboard of like pros and cons of the thing. or we And we do not, there has never been a point where it was like, your decision. So I think just... about it this way, like one of your girlfriends, because I'm assuming this is a, a wife sending in. So one of your girlfriends and you guys have an argument, right? At the end of that argument, do you say to your friend, well, we're going this way and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And you guys still remain friends and that no. makes sense? No, that's not how it's worked out. So why wouldn't a marriage relationship you work out conflict in the same way. Okay, talk about it. Use the clearing structure, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oops, <laughs> I dropped my mic. All this stuff and then move forward mm-hmm. from there. Now, I understand how sometimes uh, and maybe contextually and like in a, certain, in a certain time frame, that stuff worked, right? Because historically, men go out and, I don't know, kill things and bring food home to eat and women are more nurturing and they take care of babies, right? They have the babies. They can feed the babies per their biology. So that may have made sense, like, you know, in 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 a different context. But one of the people, Rachel, said, yes, this idea can be thoroughly abused. And I've had clients who have He just said thoroughly it. abused. You said thoroughly it really weirdly abused. fast. Yeah. Uh, I've had clients. I've We've seen people in our old church. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it doesn't make sense, right? And, okay, turns out, you know, the husband is a better leader and he makes decisions and that works for a couple. Okay. Sure. That's fine. If it works for a couple. You oh, do you. Turns out, Melanie can make way better decisions than I can. I'm good at XYZ. I go do that. Again, just because I have a wiener doesn't mean I can lead. <laughs> that's right. That's what, you heard it right here, folks. Right. Okay. Um, that's a good question. Yes, so, it is. Thank um, you. But Next I would question. say, too, if you have really, um, really tough decisions that you cannot figure out, go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Talk to, get a mediator. Go to a counselor at your church. Let's see. It says, we attended a church... 
that pressured me to be the head and it caused conflict because they, their view of what worked for us didn't work for us. Yes, we knew ourselves best, not our church. Listen to your wife. <laughs> Boom. Yes, I agree. I mm-hmm. think that's a very, very good point. That um, is an excellent No point. one can step in and tell you how to be within your marriage. I just don't think that that's mm-hmm. healthy or good. Uh, okay, next question. It says, I have gone through some pretty heavy deconstruction of my faith in these last two years, and now I'm in in a new dating relationship where my girlfriend is more solid in her faith, in her prayer practice, her relationship with God, and her view of the world while I'm still in the process of putting my faith back together. Um, We've had several conversations already about this kind of stuff, and she's incredibly gracious, understanding, and supportive of where I'm at in my faith. What kind of advice would you give to a new couple that is trying to discover who God is to themselves and each other? What can I do practically to continue growing instead of being lazy about my pursuit of God? How can I support her where she is in her faith when I'm not sure about some of the things she may believe? If you end up doing love and appreciate you guys, thank you so much. Okay, two things. How can I be not be lazy? Don't freaking be lazy. Easy. Why are you so mad? I'm not mad. And I always give advice that I actually need to hear myself. Oh. I was like laying in bed thinking about this. And then I was reading an audiobook when I was running this morning. I was like, sure, I know a lot of stuff and everything I need to do every single second. And I don't. And I feel like a hypocrite all the time. But I'm not going to do that this time. If you don't want to be lazy, don't freaking be lazy. Easy, <laughs> right? And I would encourage you in a young, in a date, well, with you guys dating, if she's in a different faith, you know, space, space than you are, okay, nothing is black and white. You guys are going to argue and not get along and break up if you think, if she thinks, well, this black and white. And if you think everything is black and white and because you're young and you want to figure stuff out, you want to hold on to something like in your, in your, this is a very formative time for you. Things aren't black and white. We want to make things black and white mm-hmm. so we can feel comfortable Safer. and not feel like we're swimming all the time because <clears throat> mm-hmm. that sucks. That does not feel good. I felt that way. Maybe you felt that way. I don't know. I don't think you I grew mean. up very differently. So yeah, I got um, a weird dad. <laughs> well, he's not weird. I think he's very wise and a zillion. His things. brain damage tapped into the universal knowledge of the realms yeah he's like a time traveler or something <laughs> he should be in the marvel movies how about that yeah he's um i don't remember that dr strange Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah professor strange anyway i think that you can you can support one another goldenly in this just be like hmm okay because i have a mm-hmm. feeling that because she's maybe i don't know i'm just kind of reading into it where she's at in her faith whatever she's going to want to be like oh this is black this is white there's heaven there's hell there's blah 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 um, one plus one equals two, always, no matter what. It's in the Bible. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm not sure. And so I think you need to be comfortable with the gray. It's going to stress her out to be comfortable with the gray, and you guys can work through that. Yes. Does that make sense? Sure. I'm just being like straight up. That's cool. I have a different take on that, and that's okay. That is. Um, one of the things that I will say is Seth and I don't agree on like faith things. We have we different... Don't. Yeah, we have different thoughts on them. What are some? Well, one is you were raised Christian and in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. And I I was raised Catholic, didn't care about it and did whatever I wanted and then became Christian like uh. had a like I was saved quotes right. uh when I was 19. I had my own sort of like personal revelatory moment that had nothing that was like totally out of the nowhere. What was it in one sentence? Um I felt like I was just walking along and God was like, "Nope." and punched my legs out from underneath me and was like, everything's going to change. Ta-da! Wow. And so everything did. Was it scary? Uh, no. It was exciting. It mm. was weird. I lost all my friends, but mm. it's like Joyce Meyer's story a little bit. 
<clears throat> where it just like everything changed. Mm-hmm. And so I have a different perspective of faith because it means in a way it means more to me because I feel like I found it. Mm-hmm. You feel like I feel like you've always been in it. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that like if someone works really hard for their to earn a bunch of money, they they value it more than if they were raised in a home where they just always had a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's the, there's a difference there. One, our experience within faith feels slightly different to me. Um but also I think that there are things I believe that you don't believe mm-hmm. and that's fine. And I don't care. Like, I don't care that we don't have the same belief systems about or the same like understanding or interpretations of the Bible or what is what, right? I also know and will openly say, I choose to believe some of the things in the Bible that I think are really ridiculous because I want them to be true, mm. right? I want to hear a horn. <laughs> I want to hear a shofar. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that and be like, Zoop. Mm-hmm. don't know if it's going to happen right. don't know don't i don't necessarily think that it's going to happen i had a dream about that one time Ooh, don't share that sounds scary no it was like the 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 most absolute thing like i remember i was with I, it was when i was like 14 or 15 and i worked at the crap stop which is a gas station <laughs> it wasn't called the crap stop it, it was, was a quick 14 stop. quick stop and i was pumping gas and i was behind the counter and i heard this thing and i just froze and fell forward and went through the ground and boom. Oh, that's heaven. so crazy. No, it was awesome. Oh, that's so weird. But anyway, so there are things where I know fully that like I'm deciding to believe something that Seth might not think is true at all. And and that's I think there's value in that. One of the things I will say, and this has less to do with what you believe and your faith structure or system, is that uh, one of the things I think if you are seeking wisdom as you become an adult and as you learn and experience life, one of the things you'll understand is that you don't understand anything. And the more you think you know, the less you realize you know. Right. And take put that back on. And so it's a very important thing, and it's sort of a sign of wisdom when you hear people say, oh, I realize I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And that's something my dad has literally always said my entire life. It's a Paul Simon lyric as well. Yeah, the but more you know, the, the, the less you understand or something like that. But, um, but that's the thing, I think, when we try to grasp to understand something and conceptualize it. What? <laughs> Look at the little girl. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. She just has her underwear on. No, oh. she just had a diaper on. Oh, how with cute. With socks and they got wet. Um, but the, like, the more we try to use our little tiny, you know, what is it? Our brain, three pounds mm-hmm. worth of flesh to understand a galaxy mm-hmm. and the complexities of life, the more we realize, oh, we can't. We definitely can't. Right. So... Um, we get literally thousands and thousands of downloads per week. Tens of thousands will listen to this. And I want to encourage, okay, don't immediately turn us off because of this. Oh, there this is a Christian podcast. Oh, no, we're growing, we're questioning, and we are um, just thinking, mm-hmm. thinking about this, uh, this faith, this, what, what it means, mm-hmm. this, you know, different wisdoms from all, all over the place. We're thinking about that. And I have come, I'm 41 and I have grew up very black and white. And I think that there is more freedom in the gray, not freedom like, oh yeah, do drugs, have sex, bleh, do anything. Yeah. That, and that's, there's, there's yeah. more happiness. There's more. And when I'm saying happiness, I'm not saying, oh, I can do anything I want. It's like, whoa, this is much more simple. So one of my friends, he's a pastor, his name's Joey Svensson. And he asked me, he was like, so, you know, what are you thinking these days? I'm like, you know what? Right now, I believe that God, faith, creator is more complex than we can ever imagine, that we can ever put into a box, than we can ever even put into a name. And then at the same time, 
it is the simplest, most beautiful thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if we look, like, um, it talks about uh, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Like, I'm sorry, what? Christ lives in me? So that means I'm part of the body of Christ. I have that innately in me. I am a God-breathed entity and being. So that means if I'm treating Seth like crap, I'm treating God like crap. Mm. So maybe we are overcomplicating things. cut that crap out. Cut you out. Cut, cut you out. out. Um, I don't know. I think we're overcomplicating things sometimes. Yeah. And I, someone wrote a comment. Okay. I know. Let's see. I think it is important. What? Okay. I think, I think what is important is if you can find common ground on the one thing in faith. You don't have to have the same cookie cutter beliefs to still walk in faith together. Boom. It's like a tray of a s- cookie assortments. You don't have to have the same cookie cutter. You can have a... One that's shaped like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Why are we thinking of winter cookies? Because you said cookie. I don't know. That's funny. That's exactly (laughs) what I thought too. I like that. And it doesn't have to be the same. And I think it's a huge life lesson there. You do not have to be homogenized and think the same things, look the same, feel the same, talk the same, act the same, to be respectful, to be loving to that person, to be fully embracing that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really, really valuable. And I also think... um, the the if you're seeking wisdom the older you get the less you realize you will know i don't know if that makes any sense no that makes a lot of sense so do you want to do another question or you want to wrap it up wait a minute yeah i have to wrap it up so okay we love you guys you are awesome remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage join our facebook page we have a women's group private men's group private and then an open uh shared anatomy of marriage page Keep on going with conversations on this stuff. We talk about marriage, relationships, sex, communication, all the stuff that the other podcasts you listen to don't. We have a really good question lined up for Monday, probably tomorrow, about um, hygiene and intimacy that oh, I'm really excited to share. That's interesting. It's really funny. Um, but anyway, huh, so okay. it's going to be a fun conversation. Hygiene. That's for sure. But thank you so much for <laughs> listening to the podcast and joining us. Um, we encourage you to go rate and review the show on iTunes or Facebook. We'll read your review. It's super, super helpful. And we're almost to 700 reviews in iTunes. So go to yeah. iTunes and rate, rate, rate and review the show. And again, get your free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Right now I'm reading... Um, High Performance Habits by Brendan Bruchard. I only have three hours left. Mm. I'm so frustrated. I've Good gone job. through like four audiobooks this two, two weeks. Okay. But anyway, All we right. love you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Sunday and peace. Thanks, Marlo, Danielle. And also, Rachel, thanks. Good question. Yay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.